Welcome to Fertility Friendly Food. I'm your host, Stephanie Velarkis, accredited practicing dietitian and nutritionist and director of The Dietologist, an Australian-based practice focused on optimizing fertility through nutrition. This podcast will bring you snack-sized episodes for you to learn, grow, and be inspired by the latest research, facts, and practical lifestyle tips about eating well for optimal fertility, helping you cut through the confusion and myths to take back some of the control on your fertility journey, one bite at a time. Welcome back to episode seven of Fertility Friendly Food. This episode of Fertility Friendly Food is brought to you by my free preconception lifestyle checklist for him and for her available on my website, thedietologist.com.au forward slash freebies or simply click the link in the show notes to get your copy. In this episode today, we are talking all about sperm health and sperm quality. Now, I find this a really actually a popular topic amongst women because they realize that it definitely does take two to tango. And we seem to have this hyper focus on women when we talk about fertility and women's health, but definitely men's health comes into play here too. And in fact, over the past few decades, male fertility has declined by 40%, which is huge. And about 30 to 50% of cases of infertility involve some level of male factor infertility. But it's more than just sperm health. So obviously we know we need healthy sperm to carry the DNA of the father to impart his 50% of the genes to baby. And the sperm needs to be able to survive, um, swim to the right place and efficiently uh, fertilize the egg. Now, when we talk about sperm health, there's a few key parameters we really are measuring. The first is known as morphology or shape. So is the sperm shape normal? Is it... um, Is the head right? Does it have more than one head? Is the tail too long, too short, curly? Does it have two tails? The the possibilities are almost endless as to how morphology can go wrong. The second is concentration. Concentration, as the name would suggest, is the amount of sperm per meal um, and normal. So obviously men produce millions of sperm all the time. And so we want to make sure that there's enough so it gets to where it needs to be. The third is motility or movement. And this is the sperm's ability to actually get to where it needs to be. And we're really looking for a certain percentage of the sperm to be um, motile enough to get to the right place. Now, the fourth one isn't traditionally done on a regular sperm uh, or semen analysis, but it is a DNA fragmentation analysis. So this is really looking at the integrity or how um, well put together the DNA is within the sperm and whether there is a high prevalence of DNA breaks, which can be a reason why a couple is experiencing fertility issues or even potentially um, losses and miscarriage. So sperm definitely has a huge role to play. And I know so many women who come to see me uh, really want their partner to be on board with nutrition and lifestyle changes for fertility or when trying to conceive. And even just, you know, it's a great opportunity, whether you're struggling to conceive or not, to really brush up on your lifestyle before you bring another human into the world where you're going to have to role model your lifestyle behaviors to them. So you want them to be positive. 
And I just want to briefly turn the conversation away from just sperm health in this episode. We will definitely cover the key nutrients that you need to be looking at for sperm quality. Um, But I also just wanted to note some new research that came out a couple years back um, and massive journal called the the Lancet actually published this, this particular article. And it looked at um, the health of male rats, father rats before they conceive their offspring and they showed that the the father mice daddy mice <laughs> um who were a uh, higher body weight or had a higher um carbohydrate lower protein diet which was associated with higher body weight um their offspring were actually born and grew up with more fat tissue than those who had a higher protein and lower carbohydrate diet so some Obviously, it's a mouse study, so, you know, grain of salt, but it's really cool research that's looking beyond just, you know, sperm health and the health of the sperm. And once the DNA is imparted, it's all over. Um, Or once the sperm is produced, it's all done. But actually, the health of the father before they conceive in that preconception period may be just as important as, as sperm health itself for the future health outcomes of your child. So, to all the ladies out there who have a man in their life, <laughs> um, this is probably the episode you want to get them to listen in on. So there's lots of things men can do to enhance their sperm health. This is one of the most common questions that comes up in my Instagram DMs is, Steph, uh, my husband, partner, uh, or friend's partner has just gotten a sperm analysis done and it's looking pretty grim. Um, what can we do? And you know what? I actually really enjoy working with male factor infertility, which sounds really weird, but it is so amenable to lifestyle changes. Like, look, not every not every cause of male factor infertility is. So, for example, if you've had cancer treatment um, and the radiation has killed the sperm um, without samples being given, you know, nutrition isn't going to save the day there. Um, if you've got a condition called a zoospermia where no sperm is produced, that's really not going to save the day there either. Or if you had an undescended testicle that wasn't treated, that probably isn't going to be saved by nutrition either. But if you've only got a little bit to work with, say you don't have one of those conditions, you've got, you know, insufficient amounts or poor motility, poor morphology, high levels of DNA fragmentation, all these things can be pretty quickly improved with um, a really good nutrition plan, which is what I want to talk to you about today. What are the key nutrients, foods, and dietary patterns that we should be doing and what to avoid for optimal sperm quality? And hopefully, ladies that are listening, you can get your other half to either listen or you can pass these on to them as well. So one of the first nutrients I want to talk to you about is zinc. And now zinc has popped up in previous podcast episodes, but zinc seems to be associated with less fertility in those men that don't have enough zinc, um, both from their diet, but also the actual the content of their sperm as well is low in zinc. Um, and when we've seen improvements in sperm concentration and motility is when we increase zinc. So we're looking Again, at those foods, oysters, beef, pork, chicken, fish and eggs, legumes, beans, lentils, cashews, and the like. Very popular in male preconception supplements. CoQ10 is an antioxidant, 
I've talked about this before. It helps protect you from oxidative damage, which is obviously not great when we're talking about delicate, delicate DNA uh, and also helps with energy production. Um, there has been some research showing that subfertile and infertile men tend to have lower CoQ10 in their sperm compared to fertile men. Uh, there's also some evidence that replacing CoQ10 can help increase sperm count. So CoQ10 can be easily gotten from whole foods. Um, we're talking meats again, our high protein foods, as well as fatty fish like salmon, sardines, mackerel, veggies like spinach, collie and broccoli, fruits, legumes, nuts and seeds. Folate, obviously most women are familiar with folate from a preconception standpoint. Uh, There has been some suggestion that it can also help to boost sperm count, but there's insufficient evidence at this time that actually taking a supplement of folic acid will make a significant enough difference, which just goes to show that we really need to be eating those green leafy vegetables, fortified cereals and grain products to be making sure we're hitting those folate and folic acid targets for optimal sperm health. The next one is selenium. Selenium and another essential mineral and antioxidant. It obviously varies depending on soil quality. So in different parts of the world, selenium content in our food supply varies. So it has been found that selenium content is lower in the sperm of subfertile and infertile men compared to fertile controls. Like I said, it's a tricky nutrient, but I tend to just say to men who I see in clinic to just pop down one or two Brazil nuts each day or pop it in a smoothie um, to get your selenium in. Vitamin E, a fat-soluble vitamin but also antioxidant, has been shown to help improve sperm count and motility. And we can get that really easily from following that Mediterranean-style diet using high-quality extra virgin olive oil rich in vitamin E, sesame seeds and tahini, you know, just simply sprinkling some sesame seeds on your stir-fry, almonds and almond butter, sunflower seeds, 100% peanut butter and green veggies like broccoli, for example. The other one is L-carnitine, which is an an amino acid derivative, and it helps in energy production through the transportation of fatty acids to the powerhouse of our cells, of course, the mitochondria. So these two amino acids, lysine and methionine, have been studied in men who supplemented one to three grams per day of L-carnitine for two to six months, showed improvements in sperm motility, morphology, and pregnancy rates. However, you can, like I said, with everything else, get enough L-carnitine through a healthy, balanced diet, fruits, veggies, whole grains, meat, seafood, poultry, eggs, nuts and seeds, legumes and dairy foods, of course. Vitamin C, yet another antioxidant, but also essential vitamin that we need each day because, of course, it is water soluble, so it's lost in our urine. And we've shown that um, sperm that has low vitamin C content has been associated with more sperm dysfunction. But again, no trials have shown benefits of supplementation. So we really need to be meeting our requirements through food. And fruit daily is a really, really easy and delicious way to boost your vitamin C and as well as uh, some vegetables like broccoli, capsicum, spinach, citrus and tomatoes, just to name a few. Lycopene, another key antioxidant, it seems to be again that the content of lycopene in sperm is lower in infertile and subfertile men. It's a fat soluble, so we want to have it with some healthy fats and particularly with extra virgin olive oil, it makes a really great combination. 
cooked tomatoes tend to also pack more um, lycopene punch. So using some tinned or cooked tomatoes in your sauce with an extra virgin olive oil base will make it really absorbable. Other sources of lycopene include watermelons, grapefruit, guava fruit, red capsicum, carrots, and red cabbage as well. Of course, the Mediterranean diet, I've spoken about this before, and also in my webinar with Megabyte, which I'll link below for any interested nutrition or healthcare professionals. Um, the Mediterranean diet has been associated with improved sperm quality in a Greek fertility clinic study. And so we know that this way of eating with fruits, veggies, legumes, beans, some good quality protein, fatty fish, whole grains, uh, less alcohol, uh, and less sweet foods and the like uh, can be all important for sperm quality. But what about the things not to do? So alcohol tends to be a really popular thing to chat about. We definitely want to be minimizing alcohol. And to those women or men who are going through IVF, authors suggest that you abstain from alcohol almost completely for one month, one to three months really, before you give your sperm sample for IVF. Now, the sperm cycle is about 64 days. So that's why that one to three months is what we're really focusing on here. But we don't really get negative effects of alcohol on sperm quality until we're getting up into pretty moderate to high levels of alcohol intake. Um, and obviously that means something different to everybody. But to give you an idea... One study of quite young men in, I think it was the Netherlands or Denmark, they looked at sperm quality and testosterone and habitual, so pretty daily or almost daily alcohol use. Um, it, they showed that more than 25 standard drinks per week affected semen quality and also increased testosterone, which is really interesting as well. But at low or moderate consumption, there doesn't seem to be any impact on semen quality. Now, that doesn't mean it's a green light, but it is definitely something that we should be focusing on for people at those higher ends of alcohol intake at this time. And of course, like I said, with IVF, it's a good idea to abstain from alcohol at least one month before is what's recommended at the moment. In terms of smoking, smoking has a negative effect on sperm quality. Obviously, we want to advocate for quitting smoking. This is not something that I practice in as a nutrition professional, but is something worth mentioning. And the other thing that people talk about a lot with healthy sperm is heat. Um, so avoiding wearing tight underwear or going in hot tubs or uh, putting hot laptops on your lap. Um, the testicles are meant to hang further away from the body to help keep them cool and keep sperm cool. Um, they are sensitive to, to high temperatures. Uh, so we don't want to kill anything off by overheating them and cooking them before they do their work. So um, it's a good idea to either switch, switch to boxes away from briefs and just be mindful of any heat exposure um, that your sperm is really getting from you. It's always a fun chat, testicles and sperm and all that good stuff. But anyway, that's my job. <laughs> I'm pretty used to it now, but if that gave you a bit of a giggle, I'm, I'm hope that <laughs> brightened up your day a little bit. So that is a wrap on this week's episode, episode number seven, all about sperm quality and sperm health and really the role of men and fathers and their health in 
the future health of their children. So like I said, I would love for you to grab my free preconception lifestyle checklist from my website and I'll link it in the show notes below the dietologist.com.au forward slash freebies. I'll also link all my male fertility um, blog posts down below as well for you. And I hope that this episode really helps you get your partner on board with diet and lifestyle changes. Or if you're a guy listening to this, I hope this really gives you some motivation for positive lifestyle changes as well. Until next time, everyone. Bye. (laughs) 